everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell from Creative You, and we're back for another episode of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. And today I have with me Fortune. Fortune is a self-publishing strategist, creator of the Signature Book Formula, and founder of No Doubt Nation, where the followers live by one mantra, make life happen every day. He's also the mastermind behind the hashtag One Book Away movement and the wealthy author podcast teaching entrepreneurs and speakers how to write, publish, and turn their branded books into multiple streams of income. So welcome, Fortune. I appreciate you, Larissa. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you. So can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Uh, interesting. Um, it's a great question to start off with. Of course, I love storytelling. So <laughs> uh, as far as my story is my story here, um, shortened version of it. Uh, I went to school on a full athletic scholarship. thought I was going to go play, um, I played Division One and got opportunity to go play professional ball up in Montreal. Um, for the expos, decided to go work for the government because I had this degree in accounting and I was trying to be a daddy. Um, well, that all fell through. I didn't, I wasn't really a daddy and I was just a father. So I was in DC, hundreds of miles away from my son who was living with his mother. And I started partying, started having all types of fun, started making better money, started partying even more. That led me down to a path where I started going from what we call the poor man's drugs to the rich man's drugs. And the rich man's drugs, I wasn't rich, so I got I went back to poor <laughs> trying to pay forward these rich man's drugs. Found myself sitting in jail facing um, 12 years of prison time. And um, for, for nine months, I had this 12 years over my head. And through the grace of God, I got opportunity to get into a drug re in, a drug court program. They get they helped me to get clean. And once I got clean, there was this idea of continuing to tell the story that I started writing while I was locked up. I had written it on this yellow legal pad and um, I typed it up and I thought it was going to be awesome, but I did nothing with it uh, for about 18 months. And so around that time, I met this lady who introduced me to some these principles on how to go ahead and share my story. And I did that on live stream from there, launched my business, start writing, uh, published my first book and continue to go from there, writing several books and finally got to the point now where I'm helping others to write the book after so many people kept saying, how do you write a book? How do you write a book? And I spent all my time well, an hour of the time I had available, so all that time, to teach them how to write a book, and they never write a book. So I got tired of doing that. So you have to pay me for this now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Put some skin in the game so that you are committed to this process. Absolutely. 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 So then what does healing with creativity mean to you? Oh, man, it goes from so many levels for me. Um, healing with creativity for me, for the most part, is me being able to write. Um, but even more so is really that the writing isn't so much that it helped me in the beginning, but it really got to the point of what is a story that I'm trying to tell. 
there is something about being able to dissect my own life. You heard, you heard the quote before of um, the unexamined life is not worth living when not worth living. So being able to tell your story, whether that's journaling um, or being able to just express it in a group in groups and group talk, which is what I had the ability to do when I was going through my recovery was being able to tell these stories and hear these stories. And so that creative aspect of, pulling out these stories from my mind that I may have buried, that I didn't want to go look at or examine because, you know, they're, they're painful. And that process has actually helped me open my, open my eyes to a whole bunch of different things um, in my life and continue to move forward. I analyze other people's lives and, uh, as they've written them out. And that whole process of storytelling is what I believe is creative. That's my creative thing. <laughs> I can't draw worth it. You can see the letters behind me. I'm not a calligrapher, none of that. <laughs> I can draw, barely draw a stick figure, but, um, but I can craft my words in such a way that they're compelling and persuasive to me. Yeah, and that, that's a big part of what I do because in Healing with Creativity, what I teach is a lot of you know um, art therapy and things like that, but the journaling and the writing and expressing and pulling out that story is so important. So Absolutely. we always do that as a part of it. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard some, I've seen some research on PTSD, not only with the journaling, but also with the art therapy being something that was great for them to be able to express and get the stuff out of their head, whatever way it needs to get that, that trauma to get it out of their head so they can mm -hmm. actually deal with it, put a label to it or throw it away, whatever therapy you do with it from that part. But absolutely. I love, yeah. I love any type of creativity there. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think, I know you touched on this a little bit, but there's a driving force that inspires you? Um, my higher power, um, whatever you choose to call it. I actually gave it this name, GLUE, uh, which is an acronym. And I use a lot of acronyms. That's just that's what I do, acronyms. Um, so GLUE standing for God, light, universe, uh, energy, or whatever. GLUE, the whole is all together. I choose to call it God. That is what has, that has inspired me. Um, because when I was sitting there in, when I, when I got to jail, it was my third time for getting this felony. So, mm -hmm. and it wasn't just three times over a long period. It was my third time in that year getting the same felony, trying to, trying to feed my addiction. And the problem, the thing about that is we still have this three strikes rule. So, which means I should have went directly to prison. I shouldn't have got an opportunity to go to court. I shouldn't have got an opportunity to be in the um the drug the drug court program but i did so god obviously had a plan for me and i just had to start acting accordingly because i i felt like i always had time i'll get right i got you i'm gonna do what you tell me to do not yet i got i got some plan to do over here and uh he finally got he got tired of talking to me and sat me down <laughs> and said either you get right or i'm gonna leave you over here to do whatever you need to do because i got some other people that need some healing and you ain't doing my work for me so that, that kind of inspired me to continue moving forward. And then with my daughter being born a month before I got, um, was released, a little month after I was released, um, her mother went back out to the street. So here I am trying to figure out how to be a daddy, not just be a father like I was to my son, but actually be a daddy, um, get clean, get a job, not go to prison, and try to figure out how to take care of a girl, <laughs> a little girl. So the, all that stuff, God, like, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure you get your mind right. And he, and I had to get my mind right. And he did, I did with his help. And a lot of other people in my life to help me. Yeah. But you also made that choice to make the oh, change. Yeah. yeah. 
I yeah, that's an important part. Yeah. Yeah, that my, my first book, one of that the pieces when I went back and finally wrote it, there was three pieces that I talked about in, in there, and that was about um, changing their mindset um, and unleashing that unlimited potential. And that was choosing the right attitude, um, beliefs, and then commitments. So the attitude was already there, coloring everything I was doing. I knew I had opportunity. The belief I didn't really have as much because drug addiction and things of that nature, my life experiences that show me, you're going to mess up everything that you do. Even with all the potential you have, you're going to mess it up. That's what you've been doing for the last 10 years. So I had to borrow the strength, to borrow the beliefs from other people around me, um, until, and including God who gave me an opportunity to, until I believed in myself. But it also had to be committed to making those changes. And commitment doesn't mean that you're going to stay on that same path perfectly. It just means when you when you fall off, you got some resiliency, you got some persistence. You're going to get back up, keep moving forward, um, even if that means you. <laughs> if you like today, I ain't having it today. I'm just not having it. Uh, but then by the end of the day, you're like, all right, I got to do something. I got I got to lose five minutes, fifteen minutes of something, just so I feel like the day wasn't wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are the key principles that came out from. Uh, early in recovery and starting to become a, a man, actually becoming a man. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So you've talked a little bit about your past and I'm assuming that that has informed your life purpose. Can you just oh, elaborate a bit more on that? So my, my the mantra, as you heard, as you heard in the introduction, is um, to make life happen every day. Um, and that has an evolution of a principle that I started off living. No doubt nation lives by this principle. If you can be, you can do, you can have anything you want in this world. You just got to believe. Just got to believe. You can live a life of no doubt, just blessings. So is that idea of there's a lot of people who, that I've been around to and I, that I meet that have all this potential, but then they're constantly doubting themselves, just as I did. They're discounting the blessings that are, put, that are laid out in front of them. And because they're discounting those blessings, it's kind of hard to get the next blessing if you don't appreciate this blessing. Like, like my daughter, I'm not going to keep buying you, you know, these, these different the shoes that you want to buy. I want me to buy you. I'm not going to keep buying you the Barbie dolls that you want if you don't appreciate the things that I've already given for you. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. But if you're saying thank you, you're showing appreciation by taking care of it and um, loving on it, whatever it may be, your kid, I know she's going to th- destroy some stuff. It's going to happen. But appreciating those things you have, now I want to give you more and show you what the next level is. What have you, What about this one? Have you even seen that? I'm looking for the Barbie doll dream houses and stuff for her before she even sees them because I know this is something she appreciates. It's not just something, ah, I got it, and she tosses it aside um, mm-hmm. or not even paying attention to it. Okay. So I feel the same thing happens in life that says that's this real life same thing happens in that spiritual life so it's that blessing that i was looking after now how do i get more blessings how do i start helping other people get more blessings how do i help them remove the doubt from their life so that they can start going after the things that god has laid out for them there that so that process of me changing myself and my perspective is now it's like how do i help the next person do it something that was freely given to me the problem was as i said Sometimes giving it away for free <laughs> is a waste of my time. I still do that with people in like recovery or young kids. Just young, young, yesterday, um, he came up here with, to the house, was trying to sell some candy. And he was like, hey, he's like, you want some, you want some chocolate? I was, or you want some candy bars? I'm like, you got to come up with a better pitch than that, son. <laughs> so I was like, you got to give me a better pitch. So we had a little conversation about pitches. And, and then I had printed out earlier. See, this is how things kind of work. I'd already printed out earlier for my daughter to go over with her. She's six, but I want to teach her early. A book called Kidspreneur. 
kidpreneur workbook. So it teaches not only goal setting, but how to build a business and so forth. But I had printed it out and was laying on the, on the kitchen table. And as I'm sitting out there, I start thinking, maybe I'm supposed to give this to you. And so I had my daughter run inside and grab that book and I hand it to him, um, this young man. I, I want to say he's about 11, around about 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there to give to him. But those are the things I give away for free. But I still, I got I to gotta charge for my advice now because people don't take it seriously if, they, if I don't. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think that's part of my purpose too. And I got to get paid to continue doing this. I found out that part of my purpose is to be wildly successful. That mm -hmm. is part of my purpose. My coaches have helped me realize that. And I think that's so important for, for people to understand, right? Because mm -hmm. you can only give so much, but there's still bills to pay. <laughs> there's, so, there's still all of these things. And, and to be able to keep giving because we're in the, the business of serving others, right? That's what being an entrepreneur is. It's serving others. But you can only continue to do that if you have an income from that. And people appreciate it by paying you for that. So yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely, absolutely. agree. And there's there's a something I love to do about that the idea of being able to give is um, I went to meet a lady from a networking event and it was at a coffee shop and I thought we of course a typical networking type of coffee date you're supposed to be going on. I'm gonna tell you what I do: hand out a bunch of flyers and exchange you know uh, business cards and all that type of stuff, and we're gonna go away and hopefully we do something for each other. That's what I mm -hmm. thought was gonna happen, but we got to talking and chit chatting over the coffee. And she said this phrase, which just blew my mind. She said, I make money so I can go to prison. Okay. I'm like, I'm like exactly. I'm like, and she paused and waited for me. I'm like, what? Okay, now I know why I went to, I made money and went to prison. That was all, I know why I did it. What do you mean? Because this is an older white woman. I'm like, what do you mean? She tells me, she told me because she sells insurance. She says her goal is to make enough money that she sustained her lifestyle. What she needs mm -hmm. to do but also so that she has a time to take off to go into prisons and do this Christian ministry that she wants to do. So she oh, literally man. makes money so she can go into prison. I was like, oh, I've always remembered that because that's one of the things I had to remember that I need to make enough money to go back and give to the communities that I want to go give time to. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I love that as a, it grabs your attention for <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you've talked about writing and storytelling, and th that may be the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite creative healing modality? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, writing and storytelling. Um, one thing that I find from, I've heard this over and over from, from the authors that come onto my podcast, I asked them, what has writing taught you outside of just like how to, how, what has publishing a book taught you outside of just how to write better? What has it taught you? And the thing I hear over and over and over is that it helps me, helps them to um, do some type of healing. It's a therapy. There's something, um, even that's even more building my confidence. Like, oh, I have done this and this and this, and I forgot I'd done that, you know, as they tell their story and shape how they built their business and, and um, the processes that they have created, the meaning behind those things, it just kind of, it does something to them. And I'm like, yes, it does. Absolutely. It's absolutely therapeutic for me to be able to sit down and write, or even just to dictate it into my yeah. phone, just to get the story out of me. Um, I, I love it's, 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 it feels great. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it's so important, right? And that's one of the, the things I do with my journaling and, and teaching journaling. And I have a morning meditation and journaling class for that reason, right? 
to get those words out. So even if you're not creating a book, get that story out, get those words out. And it's a great way of processing things. Do you do, do you um, ascribe to the uh, Julia, Julia Cameron, is it Cameron, the morning pages? Yeah. Well, I, I actually teach that course, the artist's way. Oh, really? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> cool. um, and what I, I do absolutely believe in the morning pages and sort of that brain dump, but mm -hmm. I also really think if we want to process through things, we need to put a little more intention into it. So mm -hmm. I, I did morning pages for years and years, and now I'm a little more intentional with my morning. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, so you've evolved that pro process. And, okay, cool. Yeah. 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 But absolutely. I, yeah, I believe in her program. He's a little updating. <laughs> but <laughs> I keep thinking, I'm going to rewrite this book. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Just make it a little more, you know, it's 30 years old now, so it, right. the processes are all good, just the language is a little outdated. But, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, just listening to your story, I can think of like a dozen already, but what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date? As a parent, it's being able to be with to be a daddy. Um, and. and and not to say that I have, you know, love one child more than another, because I don't, but I had messed up my relationship with my son. So the fact that now him being, and now he's a teenager, mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, he's in college now. So the fact that I can call him or he can call, he calls me and we have this communication. I call, I try to call him every night. I have a little alarm that I call him. He may, he doesn't answer, but maybe 10% of the time, but whatever. And he knows that I, I got reached out to him. I was thinking about him, but the fact that we were able to rebuild that after he had knowing he was, once he got old enough, he knew that I was just being an idiot. Okay. <laughs> being an idiot out there. So that was one of the one of our greatest accomplishments is that I got clean, start building my life and then was able to start rebuilding relationships with the, the people that are, that are meaningful to me, that matter to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So important. Oh, so if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? my work see now that's a loaded question too um i'm literally i'm in the middle of my doctoral program so uh there's this idea of me trying to figure out that's a different part of my work <laughs> but i'm still my dissertation is actually on recovery and addiction and how to just have to have sustainable recovery um but my, one of the things that i do my again it's kind of a loaded question one of the things that i do for that first book is I take that money and I give it, I don't, I don't keep any profits for my first book. Uh, whenever I sell that book, and that's the book I typically carry around with me. Um, I don't take the profits from that. So I give that money to pro programs that are helping to um, increase literacy mm -hmm. for people that are coming back from reentry or drug, drug programs. So that is one thing that I was, that I'm attempting to do, but the bigger goal of what I'm trying to do in changing the world is to help people get their messages out. My goal is to hit, um, help a million people, change the lives of a million people through the books of my, um, of my authors, not necessarily through my own, but through my authors, their books changing people's lives. Cause I know the impact that my book has had on other people. My story has had on people. So I believe getting these messages of hope, of recovery, of success, of that get up and go get it. Like there's always a little bit in one of the, in the stories that I, that I help publish from people. 
that that I'm that's in there. So that is what I really want to do. I think it'll help change the world in that positive light for people to get up off their arses <laughs> and start doing something with their life because this sitting in there, there's something telling you. You wouldn't be reading that book if if you something in you, your spirit wasn't leading you in there, energy, the world, the light, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't leading you towards you can make a change. You can change right now. So mm-hmm. um that's what that's something I really the impact I really want to make. And I think that I, those are two impacts. I couldn't just give you one. <laughs> those are two parts of my life. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. So then what would inspirational advice would you give to someone who's struggling? Inspirational advice. Um, I, I came around to it. It comes back to the principles of the ABC, the ABCs of mindset. Um, first off is understanding that your mindset is everything that you are um, Every, the way you're looking at the world, it's that lens that you're, that you're viewing the world through. And if you have this, this lens is, is skewed and colored by your attitudes, your beliefs, and your commitments. See, the attitudes, um, and I believe the attitudes and beliefs and commitments are that bridge between the things that we are this thinking, saying, and doing, okay? So mm-hmm. I believe there's a little gap in there that needs to be tweaked between our thinking um, and the words that we're saying to ourselves is that I do that attitude. I get the right attitude, I change my thinking, I change the words I'm saying. I get the right belief system, which is that belief is between, we're not gonna do anything that we don't believe. So even though we're telling ourselves we're gonna do this, we don't do it unless we believe we're going to do it. So I need to change the belief and automatically change the third words we're saying to ourselves, and we change the actions that we're taking. On the backside of that is that commitment. The things, our commitments are what leads to our successes. It's what leads to our legacy. So you can take actions, and I used to do it a lot. Take actions on something, then and get all. I was a great starter and a horrible finisher, <laughs> right? So, but the things that that you continue and commit to, there are the things you're finishing, and those are the things that the results are going to get. Okay, but if you're just committed to starting, then that's all you're going to get. You never have anything done. So we focus on your attitude, changing, shifting attitudes, building up your belief, especially your self-belief and self-efficacy, uh, but also focusing on your commitments. There's so much potential that you're going to see start coming to it. That's going to start opening up for you as you're mm-hmm. aligning those things to what I call your personal mission. Key phrase for inspirational phrase there is that God cannot steer a parked car. God can't steer a parked car. So as you're trying to go out and find your purpose, if purpose is too airy fairy or ephemeral for you, then think of it as a personal mission. And as you start going on your personal mission, God's going to put people, places, and things in your life to constantly steer and guide you to where you're supposed to be going. I don't know if it's his plan for you or her plan for you or its plan for you. Whatever it is, you will get guidance. And if you want to go scientific with you, your reticular activating system will see the clues that you need to get you where you want to be. There's your science for you, okay? <laughs> Still, whatever you want to call it, you're going to get guided, but you won't get guided until you start moving on your personal towards your personal mission something you define for yourself absolutely and i, I just love that anal- analogy that you know the the parked car and it's like that's exactly it because yeah. <laughs> you can dream all you want but unless you actually start moving mm-hmm. you know yeah absolutely. absolutely so then do you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey this, yeah, other than my own quotes, of course, um, <laughs> I've sprinkled them in there. But one of the things that I, that I, one of the first quotes that I memorized and wanted to, to, to round my life around, shape my life around, is by Jim Rohn. I used to listen to Jim Rohn so much, I used to call him Uncle Jimmy, okay? R-O-H-N. Listen to some Jim Rohn if you have not, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, 
from personal uh, from personal experiences for testimonials and personal experience we have enough evidence to conclude that it's possible to design and live an extraordinary life so that was like ah oh, yeah that's it's something you can get up and start going after knowing that other people have done it it's just a you know poetic way of saying other people have done it you can do it too <laughs> So that's that's one of my that's one of my um, favorite quotes. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So I do have to ask you how you came by your name Fortune. I feel like it wasn't a, a birth name. Am I correct or? No, but For Fortune is my last name. Uh, okay. My, fa okay. my father's name. My father and I. I was named after my father, um, and he has his own businesses, his own successes, and I'm just like I gotta, I gotta stand out for my father. So I was like, I gotta change my name a little bit. Um, one, so I go by D. Arlando Fortune because I thought it was cool to see these authors and they had like F. Scott Fitzgerald. Like I thought it was cool to have my name. So I was like, I'm gonna put my name like that. That was one way of doing it. So I'd be different. But the other aspect of that is um, Fortune was an alter ego. Mm. Um, so on the streets, people, you don't, I don't, you don't typically where I was, the people I was hanging around, I was running around. You don't want them to know your real name. You don't want them to know where you live. None of that stuff. Because any day, the people that you're hanging out with, hanging out with might turn on you and like, all right, he actually got a little money. Let's go see where he is and rob him or whatever. So you don't want to have that. So I had created this, this alter ego of fortune. Um, and most people such as yourself, it's like, they don't believe that's my last name. So it kind of <laughs> stuck, but it was kind of a cool name. Um, yeah. and, and so I kept, I stuck with it and I changed that alter ego, uh, uh with time to create the the person that I have become. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because to me, it's that sort of that vision of the fortune, right? Yeah. And you have that front of mind at all times and, and your name reflects that. So, so it is your real name, but you, you have altered it over time for different purposes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like that. So is there anything else that you'd like to add that we maybe didn't discuss today? The, the only thing, the other thing to add there for me is that um, the mantra of No Dot again is to make life happen every day. And the key thing to behind that is understanding what life means to you. Uh, my definition for life is for me to be loving, um, to be inspiring, to have fun, <laughs> and be engaging. That's how I experience life. When I'm doing those things, such as these conversations with people, um, I'm making life happen because I want to breathe. I wanted to breathe life into individuals. That was one of the the, the songs that um, that really spoke to me when I was trying to change my life. Was like, speak life, speak life, speak life. There's so many people that talk down about talk down about themselves. They look at the news and they see the light. The world is ending any minute now. Um, and it may be, I don't know, just say, but they, they, they're taking all these messages of negativity and speaking death into people. And I wanted to speak life, but I'll, one way to speak life is also to, um, to live that life. My, my words are, as you said, as the saying goes, your actions speak louder than your words. So if I'm an expression of what it means to make life happen every day, going after the things I want to go after, being loving, being inspiring, being, having fun with people, and being engaged in actual conversations, um, then I think I'll, I'm making an extreme effect on people and start creating people who are starting to stop living with all the doubt in their life. Yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. Thank you. And I see that you have a free gift here, um, the Four Brains Template to Defeat Writer's Walk for Good. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, for those, I know there's plenty of people there are definitely a lot of creatives on this on the show here listening to the show. For those of you who are thinking about writing this book and it's like, I just, I don't know how to get the words out of my head. I'm an artist or I speak. Um, I get that. What I have crafted here in the Four Brain Strategy is helping you to um, get those ideas out of your head and be able to get them on paper. And there, I take you through understanding what it means to create um, a brainstorm, a brain map, um, and you create this brain prop. So brain props is how we work with the brain using psychology. So working with the brain in order to make it easy for you to get your words out of your head. It's basically understanding how to ask the right questions of your brain. And I teach you how to do it there in that, um, that download. You can get started writing today. Literally, my, my book is called The 4-Hour Book. And it's based upon being able to craft using the, the four brain strategy to get everything out of your head in four hours. Boom, book's done. Literally doing over and over and over again. So it's not, not wow, again. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few books out there, but it's not that simple. So I'm going to see your strategy and see what that works, how that works. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Most definitely works. Yeah, so that's oh. again thoughtfortunepress.com. I, I don't think I said it. Thoughtfortunepress.com slash four brains. And you can put the type out for F-O-U-R, number four, whatever one you remember, four brains. And I will make sure the link's there as well. So Absolutely. They have that. Yeah, so I just want to thank you so much for being here, Fortune. Uh, it was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Larissa. Thank you. And, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I have to say, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, let's see, because creativity is in everything we do. So let's see where this goes, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, pleasantly surprised, I have to say. I really enjoyed our conversation. So Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> glad I could inspire and glad I could bring uh, some more creativity, a different perspective on creativity to the show. Exactly. Exactly. So for our listeners, I want to thank you again for being here and we'll see you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Have you seen the books that I've put out? If you don't know me, I'm Larissa Russell, the owner of Creative You. I currently have a few books available on Amazon, titles such as Gratitude, How to Live with Joy and Gratefulness, A Happier You in Five Minutes a Day, plus the international bestseller, The Power of Why. And coming later this year is Total Disaster to Total Master, Seven Steps to Your Authentic Self. Click the link below to purchase your copies now.